Welcome to Stories with Soul. I am your host, Jamie Ice, musician turned entrepreneur and co-founder of 6th Ave Homes and 6th Ave Storytelling. Over the past 10 years, I have launched multiple successful businesses and have become obsessed with all things entrepreneurship and marketing. I've been on a personal quest to unpack what it takes to make and grow a great brand. One thing that I've discovered is that stories are powerful and that storytelling has the power to set a brand apart. Join me as I dive into the stories of the heavy-hitting leaders, entrepreneurs, artists, and business owners in our community to hear their biggest wins, greatest losses, and their best business secrets. There's a story behind every great brand. Welcome to Stories with Soul. Stories with Soul is brought to you by 6th Ave Storytelling, an organic marketing company building standout brands on the foundation of story. We help small businesses grow by crafting and sharing their stories because when small business thrives, cities and communities prosper. Stories with Soul is brought to you by the Fort Worth Business Press, your source for news and business information in and around Fort Worth. Sign up for the Business Press's twice-daily newsletter or become an insider using the storytelling coupon code STORYTELLING10, all one word, to stay up to date with the people, companies, and issues that matter most to Fort Worth. Head to fortworthbusiness.com to subscribe. I am a huge fan of the Business Press. I've been a subscriber for years. It keeps me up to date with everything that is going on in Fort Worth. Love it. Go subscribe for the newsletter. You won't regret it. Welcome to Stories with Soul. I am your host, Jamie Ice. I'm joined by my friend, Jimmy Williams. And we have a very special guest in the house today, Nancy Lamb, who who's just is one of my favorite people. You you light up a room when oh, you walk you. into it. So Na- Nancy is a Fort Worth artist. You're probably like the queen of art. The queen. Oh my god, of, that's of, a heavy heavy burden. Of, of Fort Worth. <laughs> like you you are a, a Fort Worth just icon in that the art world. That is way too much responsibility. <laughs> oh no. Okay, I'm going to read I have I wrote some notes about okay. your bio here. So I'm going to okay. read just sort of your your the bullet points. Hey, that way I don't have to talk. <laughs> yeah, then you don't have to talk about yourself. Okay. So you're an artist, a sculptor, a painter and the patron saint of the arts in Fort Worth. I didn't even, so I, I read that in an article, the patron really? saint of Fort Worth. Somebody that, said that? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's great. You studied at TCU. Uh, you have a five-decade career, which is incredible. Wow. I found this quote, the Smithsonian's Rockwell Museum in New York described you as a sculptor and painter who blends, a, who blends aspects of whimsy, wit, and sophistication. That's wow. pretty cool. The creator of the iconic jackalope on Camp Bowie. <laughs> we got to uh, get into that later. <laughs> yeah, we, I, I don't know what the story is on that. That's uh, a good story. <laughs> you've had showings in New York all the way to Italy. You've been, you have had, your art has been exhibited at the Dallas Art Museum. Uh, uh, <laughs> I can't even pronounce this, but something in Germany, an art museum oh, in Germany. Oh, yeah, I couldn't uh, pronounce it either. Yeah. The McLaren <laughs> Markwoods Gallery in Boulder, Colorado, the Otis Art Institute in Los Angeles, the Kimball Art Museum here in Fort Worth, the Kidder Smith Gallery in Boston, the Smithsonian's Rockwell Museum. You've been featured wow. in Harper's Magazine, Texas Monthly, wow. New American Painting Magazine. You have notable works that include designs for two 200-foot terrazzo floors at the Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport, murals at the Fort Worth Museum of Science and History. And yeah, that's I mean, that's incredible. And, and also, also on this, you are known for your trademark statement I wear. Oh. Glasses. Glasses. You always oh, yeah. have like the best glasses. Why? Thank you. So I, that's, I mean, that's, I that's, your, that's, a, that's a lot. That, that, that's, that's exhausting. That's just exhausting. Hearing it How does that make sick. you feel hearing some of that? Well, I'd forgotten about a lot. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, when you, I mean, I'm happy that I've done that much, but you know, like we were talking about in your head a little while ago, um, I always feel like I haven't done enough or I need mm. to do more. But uh, now you that, feel that way now that you've you've read it all off to me, I, I may take a nap. You're like, I'm, I'm good now. I'm, okay, so I'm good. Yeah. I was originally going to start us off uh-huh. a different way. Okay, but I'm pivoting here because when we got into the room, you just had us do this exercise. What was it called? The paving. Pre-paving. 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 Okay. So I've never, no one has ever done this before. <laughs> then we sit down and we talk about, and, and, and Nancy came in, she was talking with Jimmy and I, and you were like, do you mind if I, before we do this, can I pre-pave? And we were like, what do you, what, what does that mean? Can you explain one, what we just pre-paving. did and what that means? Like, well, it's kind of a different way of saying you're just, um, gearing yourself up for your day. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you bring to the, the party what you're going to get back. Mm-hmm. Do you understand that? Like the energy. It's yeah. whatever you put out, you're, you're going to get back. Mm-hmm. And when you prepave, you're, you're just being positive about it and you're trying to put out there what you do want to happen. Mm-hmm. And you want all good things to happen to you. Everybody wants good things to happen to them. So we and, sat, we sat down and you were like, this is going to be the best podcast. People are going to listen to it. People yeah. are excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> It pumped me up. It, it put me in. It put me in a very good place. Right. And yeah. right. feel. How how long have you been doing that? Is that a secret to your success? Um, I wouldn't say that. No. Okay. Um, I've probably been doing it maybe ten years. Uh-huh. Maybe maybe a little bit less than that. But actually, being conscious of it. You know, you do some things consciously, and then other times you're you're just on rote. You know, you're mm-hmm. just doing what you know you know how yeah. to do and um prepaving is really actually being conscious about what's going to happen to you during your day and what mm-hmm. you want to happen you want to see good things happen and you know it's really interesting that we're doing this at this time of the year because what do you say at christmas time goodwill towards men mm. you want to good tidings good goodwill mm-hmm. you know and if more people would think about that and put out more goodwill that energy goes out into the world. Mm-hmm. It goes out into everything that's around you. You know, your energy field is like nine feet diameter all the way around you. Like when you walk into a room, you know, like if you're at a really good party yeah. and you've really got the music cranked up, and <laughs> yeah. you're yeah. really rocking your, your deal. You know, you can, I mean, it's palpable. It'll like hit you in the face. And that's one of the, the reasons why I go to so many parties. Yeah, I don't always stay at these parties. Sometimes mm-hmm. I go 15 minutes maybe and, mm-hmm. and drink all of that great energy. And then, you know, sometimes it's like it overwhelms you and you and you kind of like have to go sit down for a minute or two. But most of the time it's really positive at a party. That's why people like going to yeah. parties. Right. And that's yeah. what is that. And you capture parties. I mean, you've like I like to take pictures of people uh-huh. and that's and, and they're usually doing something fun and they're having fun. And so the energy is really high. Yeah. But, you know, you can you can program that energy and use that high energy all the time yeah. if you learn how to be conscious of what you're thinking about every minute. Yeah, being intentional. It's, that's hard to do at first, you know, but you can practice it and you get better and better and better at it just like you do anything that you practice. It becomes like a, a self-fulfilling 
prophecy. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. And there's something about like you, part of your X factor is you, you, you radiate joy. And maybe that's, maybe that's part of this intentionality mm. th- thinking that way, thinking of energy, but like, I feel like people, people love being around you and, and you and I have never gotten to do this. I've, I've wanted to sit down and have a real conversation for a long time, but I've been in the room with you a lot of times and it's magnetic. Like there's like a, you j- are too though. A and joy. You, know, when you have that smile going that you've got, you've got the killer smile. Smile. And yeah. the smile and laughs. Yeah. And, and it's contagious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I so one, I, I appreciate you doing that. You're that, welcome. This, that was a fun. <laughs> yeah. little exercise to start this. Get, get everybody pumped up and get everybody going. That's well, how. everybody needs to try it out too, you know, because, yeah. you know. So my question to that is like, yeah. how does that affect you? Is that make you, has that made you more grateful, like aware? Yeah. Uh, what, what, how does that more affect thankful. you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you don't teach a child how to be thankful, unless they are just innately, mm-hmm. they need to learn it or you need to see other people doing it a lot. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's made me more thankful. It's made me more conscious of because, you know, a lot of times when I find out about stuff like this, I always want to try it out. You know, mm-hmm. I want to test it. Yeah. You know, and I'm just trying to prove it. And yeah. so I'll, I'll think, oh, this isn't going to work or, you know. Maybe I'll say that. I don't do that much. Uh-huh. But um, you don't say no. I try, I try like, to I'm get people try to just say or just to I'll say to them, try it. You know, what have you got to lose? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's kind of like being you're either I, I, I say this to myself a lot is either you're either a thermometer that's just at the mercy. I'm reading the temperature of the room or right. I'm the thermostat and I'm going to set it. And there's a lot of like perfect mental, you know. My best days start when I think about who do I want to be today? What am I grateful for today? Who do I? And I write that, you know, I I have a few like words and phrases that I say to myself over and over again. Uh Some intentions. Here's who I want to be. Here's who I believe. And when I do that, I I, I think there there is a a truth to that because you're – and you you said something earlier, something about control. Like you you mentioned, and I want like you're taking control of it versus control just, of your life. Yeah, of your life. You know, a lot of people think you know we're just willy nilly here, and you know forces are beating us up or mm-hmm. tearing us down or running us over. And um, you know, you just have to get control of that. You have to whatever happens to you. Your response to it is what's important, mm-hmm. you know, not what happens to you, because what happens to you is what has happened to everybody who has lived on this planet. Mm-hmm. If you think about, you know, the lifespan of people and how many people have lived on this planet and how many lives have gone on. And it's the same story, pretty much. You know, mm-hmm. somebody got run over, somebody, you know, got shot, somebody got divorced. <laughs> somebody. <laughs> hey, wait, hold on. Get that bad energy out of here. Nancy, where are you Get taking that bad energy out of here. I'm, I'm back to positive you, vibes. You know, people are like addicted to drama. You uh-huh. know, they want the they want the story. Yeah. They want the the juicy stuff. Yeah, that's why I said shot. But um, <laughs> uh, you know, that's just kind of an addiction. You know, and yeah. it, it kind of wears you out. And if oh, you yeah. really stop and think about it it's all the same story it's all the same but story. what's your response going to be yeah what's your response yeah. going to be i mean you know some people can you know come back and be better than ever or some people get devastated yeah yeah can you this is 
We got real deep, real fast. Yeah, we went. We pre prepaved this way right into, into like, right into the deep end of the pool right here. Into the deep end of the pool. Uh, so I, I want to get. I want to get into your story. Okay. And the reason is, is, is because I, I am. I, I'm fascinated that that someone has had as much success as an artist, which is already like a that's a hard career to make a living in and have success in. And coupled that with an artist in Fort Worth, Cowtown, which is not, you know, Fort Worth, when you think of like the art capitals of the world, it's not. But you, you are someone who has, one, brought a lot of light to the Fort Worth art community. And then two, just ha like become, you became a very successful artist from Fort Worth. That's a very unconventional, that's not, you know, most, you know, that, that's not a, a traditional, like, career path. People are a lot of times discouraged from doing that. I remember I, like I was, I mean, when I was like, I want to do music. People were like, go to business school. I'm you sorry. know, that's not a, yeah, but I did anyways. I was like, screw it. I'm going <laughs> to do this. Thing. Good for you. So, so I would love to like, <clears throat> how did, how did you become Nancy Lamb, the Fort Worth, or was it the patron saint of art in Fort Worth? <laughs> yeah. How, can you take us back? Like, were you, did, as a kid, were you well, first of all, you know, all those things that you just said, yeah. all the hard stuff, I never believed any of that because uh, I always just thought, you know, I was just, um, a lot of it was um, challenging myself. You know, I wanted to see if I could do this or I could do that. And, and I was in a program at the Museum of Science and History for a long time called Experimental Art. And so we got to do everything. We did silk screening. We did clay. We did photography. We did jewelry making. We did uh, painting and drawing and, and uh, printmaking. And it just went on and on. And, and so can I, can I was I always... So you, yeah. you said, I never believed any of that. So kind of like... The, what you just said about it being, being hard, hard. And you shouldn't do it. Nobody ever said that to me. For real? Well, if they did, I ignored them. I, I was going to say, I just probably just didn't listen. <laughs> yeah. But this this goes back to the pre-paving idea. You were like, I, maybe the maybe, attitude, yeah. the attitude and belief in yourself that this well, is. Well, I got really lucky. <clears throat> I mean, you know, and oh, geez, you guys want to get really deep. Yeah. Right? Take us there. Let's do it. Come on. No, I People can't. People want to know about it. I can't go. Okay, back. that's one it's of those things that I can't go to. Taking us to church but right now. I do have to tell you that I had a lot of mentors in my life that were really great. My mother was really, uh, she was a big deal in my life. And she was like a general in the army. You know, I did everything that she wanted me to do. Mm -hmm. And she realized that, you know, I could do all these things things, you know, and I came from a really big family. I came from a musical family. Oh, really? And I really wanted to be a singer. This episode of Stories with Soul is brought to you by 6th Ave Storytelling. At 6th Ave Storytelling, we know that stories aren't just for bedtime. They're powerful marketing tools, and we've seen what they can do. You want to see for yourself? Download our free PDF, The Storytelling Pathway, on our website, sixthavestorytelling.com. It's everything your business needs to be successful. This is what I've used to grow my businesses and hundreds of others. It's a strategy that has led to number one albums, built large followings, and has helped generate millions of dollars in revenue 
thousands of leads and tons and tons of traffic. I've seen client after client reach their goals, which is why I'm crazy excited to share it with you today. I'm offering this for free because it's my personal mission to support small business owners and entrepreneurs no matter where they are at on their journey. Because small businesses are the heartbeat of a city and they really are what make it special. Sixth Avenue Storytelling has helped brands across the country grow their business using these exact steps. Head to sixthavstorytelling.com and download the storytelling pathway to get your step by step guide today. Stories with Soul is brought to you by Fort Worth Business Press. The Fort Worth Business Press has been instrumental for me as a business owner. They were actually the first publication to ever cover Sixth Avenue Homes and also Sixth Avenue Storytelling, which were huge, huge wins for our companies. I also have been following along for years. I've been a subscriber. It has allowed me to keep up to date with everything that is happening in the business community and see what other business owners are doing and just stay involved in all sort of the economic development of what is happening in Fort Worth. If you are in any way involved in business, you should go subscribe and sign up for their publication, uh, sign up for their twice daily newsletter. And, and, and they're actually offering a storytelling discount right now. If you listen to the podcast, become an insider using the storytelling code storytelling 10, all one word, lowercase to stay up to date with the people and companies and issues that matter most visit fortworthbusinesspress.com to sign up today. Okay. And I wanted to play the guitar. Where, are you from Fort Worth originally? I'm from Fort Worth. Okay. Yeah, I was born and raised here. Yeah. And how, how big was your family? There were five of us. Okay. <clears throat> and they could all, they were all, you know, just so talented, you know. And here, I was the fourth in the line, and uh, I just wanted attention, you know, because uh-huh. my parents were so great. And they'd yeah. have these, um, well, they don't call them hoedowns anymore, but they were hoedowns, you know, back They had the like day. country music? Yeah, it, Bob Wills everything. Bob Wills. Oh, like and, Texas swing kind yeah. of stuff. My dad could play the violin. He played the piano. He played uh, the guitar. He played the bass. He played all these things. And then my brothers had bands, you know. And, and so there was kind of bluegrass country. I had a cousin that did bluegrass. <laughs> yeah. So y'all had a hoedown. What? Well, a hoedown. So Do you know yeah. what a hoedown is? Well, I mean, well, yeah. I have this idea where you're like, dun, 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 <laughs> it's like the four square thing. Where you learning <laughs> no, in school? It's just like a party <laughs> where everybody gets together and everybody in the room has a guitar in their hands. Okay. And so, and when Daddy was teaching us all how to play, mm-hmm. you know, he'd be up there playing, and uh, you know. When they, the chord would change, he'd scream out the chord, G uh-huh. or D, uh-huh. go to E, and everybody would change. You know, it was hilarious. So it's like a huge jam session. Yeah, it's kind of like a jam session, but yeah. it was family-oriented. Yeah. And then, you know, my parents had all these fa- these friends would come and people that would play music. Yeah. You know? And uh, I remember they had this one guy. Um, I don't even remember what his last name was either, but he was he was called Blue John from Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> what a great name! And this is one of my dad's friends. Uh-huh. And he, had, I remember he had this guitar case, and it uh, this was back during the Sears and Ro- Roebuck days, mm-hmm. right? And he had taken kind of like um, uh, Paul the, Paul's mother uh-huh. who did these. <laughs> So pa- Paul's the owner of the studio. Yes, yeah, Paul. These cool mannequins out <laughs> the there. Mannequins that, are, that yeah. have all these different things all around. That's the way he did his guitar, guitar case. And yeah. I, I would look at that and I would think, wow, that's really creative of this guy. And he was so unusual, but he was so talented. Well, he's you know? from nowhere. 
course. He's, yeah, he's unique. Blue John from nowhere. Blue John from nowhere. <laughs> so you wanted to he be a, fit right in now. <laughs> yeah. So you wanted to be a singer. Wanted to be a singer, yeah. But you know, I had these older brothers who really didn't. You know, they kind of wanted all the limelight, and mm-hmm. so I didn't. I didn't do much with them. You know, they would get us up there and they would play with us a little bit, but you know. It was all about them. So, um, you know, I was just figuring out ways to be, uh, to get attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, so did it start with attention or did it start with like you were just creative and, or it started with like, I wanted my parents' attention because I love. It was a little bit of both. And I realized that it was, okay, it really, and and I shouldn't say this, but it say really it. came easy for me. Okay. I mean. You were gifted. You had a gifting. I had a gift. Yeah. yeah. And and I realized that. When you know. did you realize that? Um, probably when I was about seventeen or eighteen. I remember one day getting up, and the thought just came through my head. I said, "I could make a living with this." And whenever you say this, uh, what this. were you doing at the time? I was I was um, painting. Were you? I was painting okay. at that time, but I was painting with acrylics. And okay. I, I ended up painting with lots of different things, lots of different mediums. Did you take lessons or anything or you just were? Well, I had been in, in classes since okay. I was about four, fourth grade, fifth grade, something like that. And it, I also had teachers who recognized things that I was doing. So like like extracurricular classes or like just through your were. school? Through so museum school, the the experimental art thing was oh, extracurricular. So, so you're so in, in middle school, or high school, your mom, your parents signed you fourth up for grade. This. fourth grade, fourth grade. Wow. Well, the teachers pick you, you know, and you'd be in an art class or whatever, and the the art teacher would pick you to be in a competition. So growing up, when you so you when you were saying that you did this experimental art program, that was like as a kid at the at the like on right. Montgomery Street, the Fort Worth, right. The no old, way. the old science and history museum. Yeah, it was fabulous. They used to have art classes, and they, they had um, all these different. Classes what a testimony that so to that museum! It's a fabulous museum. It was what, their what a... their mission statement included art and yeah. not necessarily music. I mean, they didn't have the venue mm-hmm. for music, but I mean, art and music has been proven over and over and over and over again. That it is what we live for. Yeah, and it's what shapes culture. It shapes culture. It shapes cities. It, it shapes communities. It shapes everything. I mean, the minute the artists move in, it's the cool place to be, right? Yeah. yeah. And then the rent starts going up, and yeah. they can't afford it, and they have to move somewhere else. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it happens it cool. every day. And why they don't put the the dots connected on that is beyond me. That, so I I, uh, I went to museum school when I was a kid. Give, like, was it, I your teacher? <laughs> I may. I wonder if you were you <laughs> a teacher you take, there? Did you take? Pottery classes, maybe ceramics. I mean, it, it was like an ele- it was an elementary school, but I like I remember like oh, this was just at the museum where I taught. Yeah, well, no, but, no, no I, I was in elementary school. Like in the, in oh, the summers, uh-huh. we would go to museum school, and you'd have to wait outside. Yeah, and the and big the big metal up. turtle. Yeah, the big metal turtle. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. The big metal turtle. We climbed. But I also there. taught it. Um, maybe you were Day, my teacher, and I taught at Trinity Valley for a while. Too. So you were a teacher before you were a f- full time artist. No, at the same time. Mm-hmm. I mean. Okay, so take was, okay. Well, take now, me back. Take me back. A now, bit. my museum school classes were only every day during the summer. Okay, and during the rest of the year, it was only on Saturdays. Yeah. So, I had a studio later on. Um, you know, like in, uh, I think it was like nineteen ninety. 
2005, they gave me a studio there. And so I had a studio there for about 10 years, I think. That probably would have been around that time. Yeah, how old are you? I don't even know. Uh, so I am. You're not even you, 40. 30, 37. He's 37. 37. But yeah. in in the early mid 90s, that's when I <clears throat> would not when I would have would have been there. Well, okay, so so take, I would have been there too. <laughs> that's that's crazy. <laughs> I stopped working there in 2004. So, but my so in my <clears throat> assumption, we're jumping ahead. I, I still want to go back a little bit to how <laughs> just, you got. I just want to pause and just we just found out the connection of you. This is your yeah, teacher. You were my <laughs> museum school <laughs> teacher. So, I'm glad we waited. I love Which, that. It was so pivotal. Like I I, I still. Like I became obsessed with just animals and science and like maybe it was great. Wasn't yeah, it, it was it really was good. So this great. may not be you know really helpful for the viewers out there, the audience, but Jay. Well, anyone anyone who grew up in Fort Worth yeah, and who, the, who attended the mm-hmm. Fort Worth Museum of Science and History remembers the museum uh, yeah. because it was so fantastic. Yeah, I oh I vividly remember it. Yeah. Um, my assumption <laughs> is that you did not have to teach because you were you were already like. A, had success in I I kind of had to teach as a form of um, dharma or karma you know I mean I had that in me you wanted this was like I a, wanted to, you yeah. wanted to do it it was so much fun mm, okay and I connected so well with the kids and you know when you teach you usually end up learning more than you teach mm-hmm. but um they they really do take a lot from you too. Talk about energy, kids. Oh man, off the charts. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> you yeah, got, you have to sometimes good and sometimes bad. You have to be young to take care of kids. Uh-huh. You have to have energy too. So you felt like that was a way for you to like kind of give back and share and. Yeah, I, you know, I I don't think I ever consciously said that to myself, mm-hmm. but but the the part about being an artist full time. Mm-hmm was never a problem for me because I actually said that to myself. I, I think I was I think I was at TCU on a regular basis by then. Teaching? Because, no, 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 going to TCU. Oh, you were going to TCU. Because okay. you said at 18, you said, I'm, I, like you kind of said, this is, right. I'm talented. At, you know, I didn't all, say I was talented. Or you had a gifting. Sorry, this is a word. I always liked what I did. Yeah. But I, I don't think I ever t- said I'm I'm so talented I can mm-hmm. do this because <clears throat> sometimes talent doesn't always um, you know take you the full way you've got to have you've got to have um, you've got to have a, a spark about you mm-hmm. you have to have you have to be self motivated yeah for one thing and were you were you pretty right. self motivated yeah pretty much yeah I'd really want to know what something was going to look like you know and I'd be so excited about it and um, um, it didn't always go over with the audience but you know I always loved doing it so were you so you know, one of the like as a, a lot of art making paintings like takes hours and hours it does alone it's like a marathon <laughs> alone in your room by yourself right like did you did you like that oh, there's always ten thousand the- other people in my head you know okay. <laughs> so, there's there's always something else going on um but are you, are you introvert or an extrovert because because like well funny you should ask <laughs> Because I think I think most of the time I'm really shy, mm-hmm. and um, you know, once I met my husband, we were out on the dance floor one night, and he was trying to take a selfie of us, and this was like 1997. Okay, right? early, this was like early, early selfies, early, early selfies, and you know, he had these long arms, and he had his camera up like this, and I thought, 
you know, that's a really great idea, what he's doing. And because I always wanted to, in my my perspective paintings that mm-hmm. I do, I always want to kind of study what's going on and kind of get down to the bottom of it, you know, what's happening mm-hmm. in this particular scene that I'm looking at that's so fascinating what these people are doing. And, and he was using the camera angle that I really didn't realize that I wanted to discover, but he let me do that. You know, he afforded me this opportunity of, wow, that's what I want to do. And so and that's your signature. I mean, that's what you're when I got most a camera, for. I mean, it really gave me a lot more confidence and being married, you know, gives you a lot more credibility as a woman too. I mean, um, what do you God, mean by that? You know, what do I mean Confidence by that? or credibility? He gave me a lot of credibility. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I was known as this little kind of fairy artist, <laughs> you know, kind of dinging my way through And he was this businessman, you know, and, and you know, I, I thought that people looked at me differently hmm. when I was married. Okay. <clears throat> and it gave me pause to think, well, you know, I should have that by myself anyway. But I didn't really, and mm-hmm. he kind of gave me that. Yeah, he brought. Yeah. yeah, he brought. And I, I would say that's true. Like in my relationship, like <clears throat> she bring like brings out a lot of things that I don't have. Like right, we're, we're better together. Yeah, better together. Better that's together. right. Okay, so so you just we just, we jumped ahead a lot, but <laughs> you one of the things I was going to ask you about is your signature style. I mean, you are you've done a lot of crazy stuff, like all sculptures and paint, mm-hmm. like. All sorts of art, but what you are most well known for is sort of this perspective of kind of realistic art. I don't even know, but but it's that angle. You have like the signature secret Nancy Lamb. He kind of he kind of let me come into my own. But it came the from the it came from that moment on the dance floor where you took a selfie. I thought so. Yeah. And you were like, I mean, that's it. I well, lo- no, I was I was already doing paintings like okay. that, but when I realized that he could do that out in public and. You know, I could get a lot more um, subject matter that way. Yeah. You know, it's and a lot of times I paint really early in the morning and it's hard to get somebody to come and sit for a painting at three o'clock in the morning. I don't know anybody who's going to do that. And I found that when I did paintings from life, Mm -hmm. I was always trying to um, I was trying to take care of them. I would say, oh, do you need anything? Do you need to go to the bathroom? Do you need to do this? Do you need, Mm -hmm. you know, are you tired of sitting there? And then I would try to entertain them. And, you know, I couldn't get anything done. So, I mean, it really works better for me to work from photographic material. So you you go to events and take pictures and then you're not creating in your head. (laughs) They're like from actual... Oh no! I take I take a lot of those photographs and put them together and do different things Cause, to them. Because I have so for for those of people listening who who don't who, who may be familiar with your art, but maybe I should have not. brought you a catalog so you could just hold it up and show well, every sure people, that yeah. would that would make cool. But <laughs> sorry, but, I, but like if you've never been to a party with you, it's a very <laughs> I knew I knew who you were. I knew your work. I'd never been around you until like probably like 2019. Then we were at a bunch of events. Um, fun, wasn't it? <laughs> but if you're at a party with Nancy, one, she's like, you are like the fairy floating around. And everyone like loves and it's hugging and smiling and this ball of energy. And then you also have this like this little point and shoot camera and she's arms in the air. <laughs> 
constantly taking pictures, of, but like stealthy, secret paparazzi pictures. Yeah. It's not like here, smile, pose. It's like you you're constantly t- capturing these cool the human ang- figure, the, the human hu- figure in ways that I couldn't always orchestrate, like in a studio, like you have back here in the back. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't say, oh, do this or oh, do that. And and a lot of times when you give art direct direction to people. They can't always give you what you want. They do weird things. They lose the humanity piece of it. Yeah, and yeah. and they they tighten up, mm-hmm. and they become, you know, all serious and yeah. everything, and and they don't want to look dumb. And and you know, I don't want to, I don't want to make anyone look bad if they don't want to look bad. But you know, different perspectives and and from life drawings and you know going to life drawing classes. It's grueling for oh, really? a person to sit up there for an hour. Yeah. And <laughs> so, you know, I just want to make people relaxed and I want them to be, I want them to be um, not uptight about what but you they're ca- doing. But you capture like this, these kind of candid moments. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way, isn't that the way you want life to mm-hmm. be? And so that's so when, painting to be. When, when did that like become your thing? When were you like starting? Well, that was actually before Bob, you know, uh-huh. I mean, I was doing, I, I, I was, I always gravitated towards doing figurative stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, but when, when he did that camera thing, that's when it really, the first, it was just like, the first wow, selfie. Wow. Uh-huh. Was, yeah. And I feel like <clears throat> I'm bringing the, the high energy back into the conversation here. <laughs> But I feel like, you know, a live painting, you don't have the energy, right? It's, it's, well, I mean, you do, but it, it's, there. it's, you're sitting there for an hour. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be gone or it's going to be, you're going to lose some of that yeah, versus a f- photograph. You're taking a time, a moment that you can go and, and you can almost, you can, and you're there obviously taking that picture. And so you can feel that mm-hmm. same feeling by that photograph and using mm-hmm. that. Do you feel like that is like, does that help motivate you at all? Like, does that help you like get through a painting or something like, exciting? Yeah, yeah it's, it, like, it's more exciting to me. Do you feel like you need to feel it like in order to paint it? Like, is that something where it's like, I want to feel that energy to paint it? I'm or doing is it one right now that I really feel? I mean, really? I guess I do. I mean, I don't really think about it that much. Hmm. You know, the more I don't think about it, I think the better it turns out. Okay, I, I think that the, the gift and the energy comes through me okay. when I'm doing something. And a lot of times, you know, I'll see stuff that I've done and people will say, oh, I have one of your paintings and, and I'll look at it and I'll think, I did that? <laughs> <laughs> like, is, because it's good or because it's bad? Because I wasn't there, I think, oh, when yeah. I was doing it. I mean, no way. It was, well, I mean, it's, it just pops out. Yeah. It's, I mean, the talent part, I think, kicks in and, mm-hmm. and you don't have to you don't have to um, round that up or you don't have to reel that in. Or... I, I, I use the analogy with, with songwriting sometimes. It, okay. like, or, it just comes to you, so, doesn't the it? The best ones yeah. just happen. Yeah, they pop like, into your head. Like, I don't know where that came from, but I got to grab it before it right. goes away. Well, it, it's that... It's that th- same thing that I'm talking about, energy, you know, yeah. the ideas and the thoughts, they're out there. Yeah. And, and sometimes so, it just, God gives it to you or something like. It just slams into slams you. Slams right? into you. And sometimes <laughs> you try and you try and you try and it's terrible. And then that never works. It never works. But but yeah. I, I can relate that that feeling of, of not even remembering it, how that like the best songs we ever wrote almost weren't ours. It was kind of like this 
I don't know, a gift. That's... It's like that Paul McCartney story where he talks about waking up one day and he has yesterday oh, in his man. head. Yeah. And he asks everybody if, if that's something they know and he doesn't know where it came from. He just dreamed it up. Yeah. That's what everybody is doing. Everybody is dreaming up everything we do. Hmm. I, they're not they're not trucking stuff in from Mars. <laughs> they're not trucking stuff in from, you know, Pluto. Yeah. It's it's all happening right here. Uh, I don't even know how we got here. Yeah. How we, well, when, we, we stopped we the story about? at 18. <laughs> at 18? I was good at art. I and would like to stop the story at yeah, 18. Yeah, we stopped That'd the story at 18. We're, you're uh, just about to graduate and go to TCU probably, I'm you, assuming. You studied at art moment. at TCU? Well, I, I went there. I went to night school okay. for two two years during high school. Whoa, okay. And then when I got there for real <laughs> during for real. the day, it's really different during the day. <laughs> At night, it was really cool, you know. Was it so, not as cool during the day? Uh-uh. Okay. No, not really. <laughs> Felt like school. Yeah, so I, that's when that's when I realized, you know, I should just be working. I should just be making stuff, you mm-hmm. know. I can do this. And whenever you say working, you just mean I'm going to, at this point, mm-hmm. I'm going to paint and I'm going to sell it. Is well, that, was I, was, that the... I was also lucky that I had a lot of patrons. I had patrons who would call me up out of, talk about out of nowhere. I don't know where they came from. People would call me As up. an 18-year-old? Yeah. You had patrons as a, like, yeah. patrons meaning someone who wants to give you money to paint things. Yeah, they give me money. I mean, it was what? like, whoa. As 18, how does that happen? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was your art on display <laughs> somewhere? Um... Well, I guess I've just always been really, really <laughs> explain this to me. Matthew, just come on. You gotta I, I've just always been gregarious and I've always had people who Here's some money. Who, well, no, I mean they they notice what I do and they say, yeah. you know, I want one of those and, and I'd say, Okay. <laughs> and then yeah. they'd write In me. high school. Yeah. That is so, awesome. <laughs> so you were was it all, like friends of your parents or like friends of friends or somehow they well my teachers were okay you know my teachers supporters. okay I had some great teachers I had yeah. Helen Silvestri was like number one to me I mean she was she knew everybody she was fabulous she taught at the museum also okay. Okay. she was on a lot of different boards in town she um, worked with the opera you know she did things for um, the symphony and you know, all those big uh, things that need charitable com- contributions and they mm. have big balls and stuff. She would get all the kids in the class to help her do the decorations for these mm-hmm. parties. Because oh, okay. this was before they had, you know, flowers on the square or these people who would come in and they would Melanie Tatum mm-hmm. events, you know, would come and do these incredible parties. And so we were working on them. You so know? you were getting introduced to all these kind of forth high society and well, and she would talk about me all the time, okay. and she talk well. She talked about everybody yeah. all the time, and then there was you know David Kahn, there was Judy Wright, there was Tom and Shirley Grissom knew everybody in town, and this was before Fort Worth was more than what is it now, 350,000, 400,000? I don't know. It was like 150,000, okay. 200,000 people Fort Worth's like here. a million people now. Well, the metro, yeah. it, is it Fort Worth? It's a million by itself? It's pretty dang close. Yeah, I think so. It's like two or three million, the yeah. metro. Yeah, right? for sure. Wow. So you're getting, so as a high school student, 
You're getting yeah. inter- you're, Are you going well, to these parties? Even before high school. In middle school. People we are giving got, you money. <laughs> we, got, we got to go to some of them. I remember going to Shady Oaks one time to a, uh, it was a, it was an opera ball party that we had done some um, of the decorations for. It was really fun. Yeah. And it was really just like, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I came from a, a family. Our family was not well off. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my father was a truck driver. Okay. And then later uh, he sold used cars. Okay. Which I think is where my success lies right there. So, oh, unpack that for me. Oh, baby. He could, <laughs> he could sell snow to the Eskimo. <laughs> Yeah. He was, my father was just, he was like magic, you know, and I'd go down and, and watch him sell a car. It was like, how did he do that? I mm. mean, there's, it's just like, talk about magic. Mm. <laughs> talk, did talk. you, did you apply some of that to selling your art or just the personality maybe overall? Maybe it's personality. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, he had a, he had a, an incredible way with people. He loved people. Mm-hmm. I think I well, and my mother did too. But uh, you know, you got you got to like people. You got to love people. You got to you got to wish people well. You got to know that you're also the same as that other person. Mm-hmm. That's good. Some humility yeah. there, yeah. And. So anyway, so you go to oh, TC. I, I do want to tell you one thing. One thing that I did when I said that I, I thought that I could make a living at it. Uh-huh. I told myself I always wanted it to be creative, whatever it was that I did. Hmm. And so I did a lot of stuff that was really weird. You know? <laughs> I mean, just to experiment and well, see. Well, okay, like, like I did, uh, I did a headstone. Okay. For this person, and a dead person or a live person? He was dead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because you buy them, you know. You I mean, get yeah. a headstone after you die. <laughs> well, okay. But does, did he, did, did no, no, he no. ask you? No, no, It was okay. his widow, and it was on a piece of copper, and oh. I etched the copper just like you do when you do it in printmaking. If you do an etching, you're yeah. going to etch the the metal, or the, sometimes you use zinc, and sometimes you use copper. Anyway, uh, so I just did the copper part of it. And then it, um, it, you know, it becomes, uh, I, I'm sorry, you guys. The copper my, like my stains brain. kind of. It, yeah, it turns like, green. Yeah, patinas. Yeah. Patinas, patinas, thank patinas. you. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, and then they set it into the stone and it looked, it was killer. It looked, oh, well, you know. I mean, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And then I did, you know, like I do dog mugs for people or I do well, what else did I do well the jackalope is looming there uh, that jackalope is 40 years old and that just 40 I can't believe so it. how old were you when you did the jackalope <clears throat> we uh well you had to be like 18 I 20? drug my boyfriend at the time into that he, oh he helped gosh. me do that um and he's a, an artist now too Doug Blagg Oh, he was your boyfriend? Uh, the the younger one, yeah. No not, way. not the guys who have the okay, okay. the gallery. But I did paint with uh Dan and Dennis for about okay. ten years at their yeah. gallery. And um Wait, so why did you decide to make a giant jacket? Was some was someone hire you to do that? Or you like She did. She commissioned me to do that. This the, is this is what I'm talking about. Is just people were just giving you money to make. And how did things. she know me? She knew <laughs> me through. Well, and okay, oh, jackalope. 
<laughs> we got to tell a story. Tell us a story okay, how that about happened. About the jackalope. I'm going okay. to interrupting Tell us you. the jackalope story. Um, I'm trying to think. Okay, so she knew uh, Helen. Helen used to have a lot of parties. Talk about parties. You, Helen is your old art teacher. Our old art teacher, okay. yeah. And she had lots and lots of really great parties. Anyway, she knew Kay <clears throat> somehow. Excuse me. Um, and Kay called me up, and I had no idea how to do what she wanted. And it was like, I don't think I'm going to do this. And then I had this other friend who said, what are you, crazy? She's giving you all this money. You know, it was like $3,000. Uh-huh. And I was 18, 18 or 19. No that way. was a big chunk of money. Yeah. And uh, and she said, I want a jackalope. So my friend was okay. the one that talked me into it. He said, just do it. Just do it. You uh-huh. can do it. And, <laughs> and it was like, okay. So I figured out how to do it. And, um, you know, I've always been able to um, sculpt because I taught I, – I, I should probably back up and, and tell you that I started teaching really young. How how old is really young? I was fourteen. Whoa, <laughs> teaching so, teaching other fourteen year olds? <laughs> no, they were only like six year olds by then. So it was like teaching there, in a school. A, Where were you teaching? It was museum school. Oh, you so you 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 were so going I, to museum school. And so you started... I didn't have to have a degree by then. Okay. So so I that's how how I ended up teaching like as long as I did. Child labor laws. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always looked older. I always looked like I was about 30, you know. As a 14-year-old? Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're interrupting your podcast experience once again. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But we are giving you something for free. So it's totally worth it. Yeah. We recently released a document called The Storytelling Pathway on our website. It is our playbook for success, for growing brands, for marketing. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's every, literally everything that we do at Sixth Avenue Storytelling, and we want to share it with the world. We want to give it to you. So in addition to these nuggets that you're learning on this podcast, you can get our free playbook, free manual for how you grow your business from Sixth Avenue Sixth Storytelling. Storytelling. Yeah, it's the Storytelling, right. and it's really, really good. It's Where do you find it? It's SixthAvenueStorytelling.com. There you go. And it's good. Go get it. Go download it. I promise it's going to help your business. So, so you started teaching at the museum school, yeah. Even even whenever you're younger, which probably right. shaped your. So I knew I knew how to, you know, facilitate sculpt. and sculpt, mm-hmm. and so it's the same thing. I mean, it's, it, that thing is made out of chicken wire and paper mache, and then I took it to a boat maker out at Lake Worth, and he fiberglassed it for me because fiberglassing is just oh, it's just awful, you know. Uh-huh. You can kill yourself doing. Oh, so that's like the same material as a boat. That's how it survived. It, that's how it survived. So for for forty years, yeah, exactly. Wow. But when I went to pick it up, this is a good story. How did you transport it? <laughs> yeah, it was on a trailer, and okay. we had to pick up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're doing hoedowns. You got to pick up. Yeah, you got to pick up. Throw it on a trailer. You know, the funny thing about it is, is that the creativity doesn't stop at you know some piece of art that you're making. I mean, your whole life is creative. Yeah. You figure out how to do stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and anyway, when I went to pick it up, the guy looked at me and he said, "I don't ever want to see you again." Because <laughs> it was so hard. It was so hard oh, to bet. fiberglass that thing. Okay, wow. but how yeah. did how did the I where'd the idea of a jackalope oh, come from? Oh, the jackalope. Yeah. Well, she 
uh, had this store, and uh-huh. she used to go to uh, Santa Fe all the time, and there was a jackalope store there. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to replicate that in Fort Worth. And she also had um, three daughters, I think, three or four, maybe yeah, anyway, I only knew two. But she'd go on these shopping trips. And so that's why she did that store. But she wanted something on top of the building so people would know that it was called the Jackalope. And okay. she had a big sign and everything. And she was just a great person. She she had vision, you know. She wanted to see something else, something bigger than her own self. Sure. And she... Picked me. I just got lucky. I'm and so was that your first big, person. like, kind of big check? <sighs> Maybe. Um, huh, I need to do a timeline. <laughs> yeah, probably. There's one of them. Probably. Did you, yeah. So did you drop out of, out of TCU to just do it kind of full time? Oh, I was hoping you wouldn't say that. That was one of the things I didn't want to talk about. <laughs> oh, being a drop. Are you a dropout? Maybe. To be determined. Maybe. We are both yeah. dropouts. We are both college dropouts. Oh, get out. Yeah. I, get out. I have 18 hours left. Well, let's go back. <laughs> let's go back. Now, <laughs> no, now that I'm older, I want to go back, yeah. and I keep thinking, I don't have time to do that. i got things yeah. to do. But, um, I, yeah, I would like to go back to school. And I don't want to in- encourage anyone n- to, to do ever that. do that. Yeah. Because yeah. if I had stayed there, yeah, my life would have been a lot more boring. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to discourage you, but I would have been so bored. So you, so you, you drop exactly. out, and people start paying you to make jackalopes yeah. and headstones. Yeah. Well, and I mean, painting. by that time, well, mainly paintings, but then also the weird stuff. Paintings. <laughs> yeah. By that time, I had been making money for a long time, and that's so uh, cool. That's and, that's and really that's cool. That's why I said to myself, I could do this. You know. So that's, that so. It, and you know the other thing that you have to do when you're when you're I guess I'm an entrepreneur. People mm. say that all the time. Yeah. I mean I never thought of myself that way, but you know, you have to be brave. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of bravery. And, and yeah. I didn't think I was brave then. Do you and, think you're brave? And I now? say that I'm shy and everything. Well, I have I've had moments of bravery. I'll I'll put it that way. I mean you have to really you have to just like you have to stand up for yourself for one thing. And you have to just like get out there and do it. Can you give us some moments of bravery? Do you have any specific in mind when you say that? Bravery. Um, or, or standing up for yourself or just thinking I can do it? Well, okay. So I think I'm brave when I keep my mouth shut. Oh, okay. I was not expecting that answer. <laughs> well, no, like, like if someone is trying to, um, like if you give someone a price on something. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to pay that, and they're trying to get a better deal mm-hmm. because everybody wants a better deal. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not judging them about yeah. that. But you know, I you you have to stand up for yourself, mm-hmm. and you have to say no. That was really hard to do. That was that took me a long time to do that. That's taken me my whole life to learn how to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's also an innate gift that I have that I don't know what the number is for that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm just going to stand here and I'm not going to say anything. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. Yeah. And that's that's bravery, I think. It totally is. That's hard that's hard to do. That's hard to do. It and, was hard to do. And so so there's a business element of this too. You're, I mean you're creative, but you're also not you're I think you have to be. I think I think that people who say oh you uh, uh, that put labels on things that 
that label people and they say, oh, I'm not going to work with that person because that's a certain kind of person. You, you just can't be that way in this in this world. You can't. You know, the judgment and the all that, I wish that would go away. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how to make that go away, but I wish it would go away. I'm putting it out there. I'm putting <laughs> it out away. there. Go away. There you go. Is that the camera? Paved that, it. Is that? It's like we got all, three cameras. Oh they're, God! They're okay. all they're all over us. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, as you're as you're going, okay, I I feel like the bravery started whenever you said I'm like. Oh, I could do it. Yeah, I can. I can do it. Right. I mean, did you feel like? Do you look back on it and you're like, you know what? That is kind of brave that like right at that moment but it, you're the way you're describing it doesn't seem like you felt that way well Seems I was, like I was just trying natural. to make up my mind whether I wanted to stay in school or not yeah what, and, what did your family say <laughs> <laughs> well I told you my mother was really supportive mm -hmm. at this moment in their life it was kind of like they let it slide I mean mm -hmm. I really kind of wish they'd put their foot down and you wish that I kind of wish they had yeah, but she said, "Okay, come on." <laughs> so they were there. So she was like, "Yeah, just go ahead and start painting. Yeah. Start." Keep and on I will doing tell it. you another thing. You know, I did say that I could do this and mm -hmm. I could make a living at it. I did have to move in with my parents about four times. Okay, <laughs> that's good. That's I feel Those like good that lessons. is an entrepreneur you, right there. You have to be a starving artist at some point. Oh my yeah. god! Well, I ne I have never starved. Never. <laughs> That's never been a problem of mine. Yeah. I've always had either people feeding me or, <laughs> yeah. you know, figured out a way but to were eat there, well. But were there some times where it was really hard, where it's like, this is hard? Oh, Moving man, in with your parents, see. I'm assuming. <laughs> well, my parents were, you know, they were, they were really creative and they were really smart, but they were uneducated. Mm -hmm. And they got married really young. And um, I, I don't know, you know. I think that I, in my life, I've had a lot of help. Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of people step up to the plate for me. And and that's really kind of what you need. You need you need help, help from people who will buoy you up when you're having a hard time. I was trying to think of a hard time that I had. Um, I, I always want to spend more time on, on a piece, you know, because I feel like the more time you spend on a painting, the better it is or the more beautiful it is and and a lot of times i'd run out of time that was always hard because because there's a deadline for a deadline it. yeah okay. and you have to be able to step up to a deadline too you know so is, is explain to me how it works like <laughs> what so is 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 most <clears throat> is most of what you do someone says i want to commission you for a piece well i mean it's kind of it's kind of uh yeah it kind of Steamrolls. I mean, I have a gallery, and but I still do commissions. Okay. And and you know, they, and the gallery they, is they also get commissions for me. And the gallery is you <clears throat> painting whatever you want to paint. Yeah. Pretty and the commissions much. are saying paint this. But I have so many commissions, you know, that I have to like stay up late to do what I want to do, you know, or or be really excited about it. Okay. And um, and did they say paint this picture? Or do you get some free? Do you get freedom there? I think that the freedom comes when you can get a commission from someone and they say, "Do what you want to do." That's cool. And that happened about ten years ago, and I prepaved the heck out of that. 
and I still prepave that. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's that's the only way I'll do a commission is if I take the photograph, if I create the scene, <clears throat> or, you know, I mean, I have a lot of friends who still commission me to do things mm-hmm. like of their their husband or their wife, or if somebody's passed on. Yeah. You know, I've done a lot of posthumous portraits of people. And, mm-hmm. Sure. And I've done a lot of, like, regular portraits of people. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there is some of that. Was there, was there a, like, do you mm-hmm. remember the moment where you, like, where you, I don't know if it, you, you felt successful or you mm-hmm. sold your first really, I can't believe I sold something for this much money. I'm or freaking out. You know out. how much I made? For the very first thing I ever sold. What? How much? I, I did. I felt like I was rich. Okay. I mean, 25 bucks. No, nice. Wow. Yeah. And what was it? It was a painting of my great-grandmother. And who paid you 25 bucks? Uh, one of my art teachers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, she wasn't an art teacher at the time, but she became one later. Yeah. yeah. You got 25 bucks and you're like, this is amazing. It was my great-grandmother who was, and she was blind, mm. and she was an American Indian. Oh, wow. And she had a... Um, she had a bulldog or something, and it was a black and white acrylic painting. That's cool. Of her standing with. But what bulldog. what about like once you once you like as an as a professional adult? I'm, I've taken the leap. I'm doing I felt this. like I was really professional when I got that twenty five bucks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I was twelve. <laughs> so okay, you gotta you gotta. I feel like you're being modest or, or humble or something, but hot. I mean, I'm you're just hot. Yeah, yeah. You're 12, and you're you're 12, and you're being, you know, from what I'm gathering, your teachers are recognizing that you have a gifting, that you are, you know, we said talent, right? But that comes in various forms, but some sort of gifting or like you are. There's something special here. There's something unique that that's, and then now you're teaching at 14, kids art classes. You're getting paid at. What'd you say? What when did you get paid your twenty five dollars? Twelve. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, so did you like, like when did that register? Like you're like I'm, this is going to be like the, this, what I'm gonna do. Yeah, this is it. Like was that? Oh, I, I think 12? I always knew. Uh, that. You just always knew that. No, I mean, I think I did my fir- one of my first drawings that I was aware of at about six. Hmm. But you know, you're and, great though. Like in comparison. Well, I mean, I'd always try to be better all the time. I mean, I'd try to try to do something that somebody else wasn't doing. Yeah. I'd always try to do that. I'd always try to push further than what they asked of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like if your teacher was here, she'd be like, she was the best and most incredible student I've ever had. I wish she I was knew here. she was going to be you a guys star. Would die. I, she was so great. I feel like that's what <laughs> I'm waiting for you to say, but I feel like your teacher is the only one that's going to say that. Where she's like, this is this well, girl was amazing. I knew she was going to make it. I knew she was going to be like incredible. Well, I can't say that about myself. Yes, you can. You can. You can. It's a safe I, space. Well, the, you know, we what all I, know you're humble. Well, yeah. but no, let me tell you this, though. <laughs> okay, you know, yeah. all the kids that, you know, that what do they call me? The patron saint. Yeah, the patron saint. You know, saint. Yeah. these younger kids that are, well, I say younger kids. I mean, yeah. they're, they're grown kids. Yeah. I mean, but I, it, the older you get, the younger everybody looks. <laughs> yeah, that's generally how that. <laughs> it's weird. But uh, I've got this little girl who's 24 who's working for me, and I called her a little girl. Now, she'd kill me if I'd said that in front of her. <laughs> um, she, uh, these, uh, like, um, Art Tooth, the Art Tooth yeah, people, yeah, yeah. like Ariel and Shasta and and uh, Amy, all those, uh, they're 
kids to me and and I see what they're doing and I love it because they're not sitting around waiting for somebody to say, oh, you guys are great. Oh, you, They're just doing it. Mm-hmm. And they are great. Creating their and own that, opportunities. And that they know that they're great. I didn't have that when I was their age. I really kind of needed someone telling me that. Mm. And you kind of <clears throat> didn't get away with saying that back then either. Mm. Um, it's much easier to say now. but But you do have to remember that um, you know, you didn't create this. I mean, we're we're bigger than this body that we're in and where we are. You know, mm-hmm. this is just we're just lucky to be here. And so, um, you know, you have to kind of do the dance. I'm good. I'm I'm okay. I'm going to get better. You always want to get good. better. You always want to get better. Mm-hmm. You always want to challenge yourself. You yeah, know, exactly. It, I, that, but I think part of that, like gratitude, like I'm, I'm lucky to be here, p- plays that into your heart. Your heart is very happy and vibrant and bright. And... Well, sometimes it's a little sarcastic. Oh, really? <laughs> it, can, <laughs> well, it, ha- it has been in the it, past. It, it can, it can <clears throat> be like it can. But you know, you were talking about my husband. You know, I learned a lot from him too because he had he was in Vietnam. Okay. And which is what eventually killed him. But, uh, you know, he has a purple heart from being in, oh, wow. in Vietnam. And he would always say, I'm just happy to be here. And, really? and now I know exactly what he's talking about. And I kind of did then when I first knew him. And how did um, y'all meet? Um, I, was the, I was on the board of this thing that we tried to start downtown called the um, Contemporary Art Center. And it was on 4th Street. It was right across the street from the Bass Hall. Okay. And um, it was kind of like Art Tooth, but we had a, a space. And, I mean, we've always been trying to do all these things that you guys are doing now, you know. And uh, uh, I was taking care of the volunteers. <clears throat> and I was trying to find volunteers. And I knew Bob's ex-wife because mm-hmm. she worked at all the museums here. And she said, I'll call Bob up. He, he likes to volunteer. And so I called him up, and he thought I was asking him out on a date. And I was just trying to get him down there to work. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I didn't show up because I got a cold or something, and he called me up. And the rest is history. It was kind of love at first sight. Oh, that's It was awesome. really great. And he, he passed away in what, what year? Uh, 2013. 2013. And that, I'm 13's assuming... not a lucky number. No. Then that, I'm sure that that rocked your... It was, it was, um, oh man, it was really hard. And, um, I kind of checked out for a while. Were you still creating and producing or did you take a break? Oh God. Yeah. I did like the year he died. I did maybe 500 watercolors. Just like it kind of saved me. And I always say art saves you Mm -hmm. because it really does. I mean, you can go somewhere else when you're doing art. Hmm. And you don't have to think about your problems. And and that's kind of how I survived it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate you talking about that. And Well, I don't know what else I can add to that. You can ask me anything. But I think the, the RS therapy, like, uh, like helps, yeah. it gets you, it's an mm-hmm. outlet, you know. Because, mm-hmm. it, it, so, so, like, just being able to express yourself. One of the things I'm trying to teach my kids right now. I mean, Melissa have been talking a lot about just mm-hmm. 
how do you how do you create emotionally healthy kids? And it's like being able to express yourself. And art art, art right. gives you a vehicle to to do that and have an outlet to to do that and say those things. Um, when so you you were experimenting a lot in your early twenties, mm -hmm. doing all sorts of different things, mm -hmm. and. Can you talk, like, when did you, like, find your thing? This is... What I really wanted to this do. This is your voice. This is your look. <laughs> well, this I'm is kind your of still doing everything that I ever did. I mean, I'm still doing photography and I'm I'm doing watercolors. and. I, but there's a very I, distinct, like, I could, if I see... A, oh, like a, the the figurative stuff that I do? Well, yeah, but even some of the stuff that's not that, like... I, if you show me one of your paintings, I know it's yours. You recognize it more than I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. But yeah. there's, there's a certain vibe. Can yeah. you talk about that vibe? Oh, a certain vibe? Well, I think, you know. Is there art terms to describe well, it? Well, okay, I How say that I'm not it? there when I'm when I'm creating something, but there is part of me that's infused into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and I really knock myself out when I do a painting. I mean, I what really. What is that? What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, like you said, are they hard to do? They take a long time. You're by yourself. All of that is true. And, um, you know, I used to talk to my friend Dan Blagg about it all the time. And we'd, we'd say that it was like a marathon. I mean, you just you you get to a certain point and you're sick of it and you, you already know what it looks like and, and you know what it's going to look like when it's finished. And it's like, well, I don't have to finish it then because <laughs> uh -huh. I already know. Oh, that's you funny. <laughs> so you really have to push through that and you have to stick with it until you're completely finished. And sometimes having a deadline really helps. How, how long does it take you to do a piece? It takes about a month to... Uh, sometimes six weeks and, and sometimes even longer than that. Are you working on it every day or? Um, I can't paint longer than maybe four hours a day because, okay. you know, at this point. You lose your mojo kind of. Well, yeah, you get tired, yeah. you know, and, and then something has to dry or, you know, you want to think about it a little bit longer and you have to look at it for a long time too. Looking at it is You're just probably, in there staring at it. Yeah, you just stare at it and you think, okay, should that be there? Or should that be bigger? Should that be yellow? You know, there's all kinds of questions that you ask and, and that you go through in, in the process of doing something. But when I say that I, I put a lot of hard work into it, um, I really try to do my best for a person. I mean, I really want to... Um, like if I'm doing a, a commission for someone, I really want to please them. Mm -hmm. What's your, uh, how do you like, you know, uh, whenever I'm trying to write anything or journal, <clears throat> journals maybe a little bit easier, but you know, you're trying to get into that creative space. Like everybody, I feel like everybody has like a little bit of yeah. prep, right? you know, like what's your right. prep, what's your routine of like getting into that? Do you have anything or you just kind of go try, for it? I try to, um, uh, put as much fun around it as I possibly can. Like, okay. um, there's a lot of times when I'll just put a movie on when I'm um, painting. Oh, that's interesting. And it's got to be a movie that I've seen a million times because I can't look at it. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, if it's a new movie, you're like focused on it. <laughs> right. And I want to know what happens. Yeah. But, um, it's, you know, and I'll look at a painting and I'll think, oh, yeah, I watched White Christmas 50,000. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Painting. So you'll put a movie on. That's interesting. Yeah. And um, so you just like walk into to your space and you go, okay, it's my work time. 
I got to start grinding out? Or you well, like? I mean, at this point, you you just know what time of day is really the best for you. What, what's your time of day? Um, I think about like um, five thirty to eight. It kind of starts kicking in in the morning. Uh, oh no, no, at night. Oh, at night. Oh, okay. And then after eight, you know, like when nine comes around, and then you start yawning at about ten. And then if you get through the yawning part, then you can't go to sleep until like three, right? Because you've you've woken yourself up again. And uh, yeah. And then if you have to finish something, you know, I mean, I've stayed up all night, lots of nights. Okay. Finishing something. So, but your magic hour is kind of like late afternoon, early evening. Yeah. Like when that light is just really beautiful. Uh-huh. Actually, every time of day is beautiful. Where, where right? do you paint? Well, I had a studio at ArtSpace for 10 years. And then before that, I've always had a home studio. And then I had my studio at, at the museum. Okay. And um, is there a certain vibe? Do like do you light a candle? Do you put on you put put on a movie? Do you? Like, I always think I'm going to burn the house down. <laughs> do, you, do you drink anything? Are you like a tea or coffee or wine or? Um. I want to know what like what what is what your, I do before yeah. I sit down and start doing. Yeah, it. what's that? What's that like? Well, you know, I mean, when when you do work for yourself and you kind of have a business going, like I told you about the emails that drive me crazy. <laughs> you know, you have to get an email sent back to somebody, and so you say. Okay, I got to do that, and then you'll go and sit down and draw a little bit, and then you remember, oh, I got to go do this, and and during the day, all the little stuff that you have to get done, like paying taxes and junk like that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you, you try to get all of that stuff out of the way, so you can sit down and and really concentrate and and get in the headspace. Uh-huh. That that's true. Like I'm a fan of like batching things. It was, it was interesting is a lot of people I know who are writers <clears throat> like to do it first. Like I'm before they get to the email. Like to write first? Yeah, write I've or do something that. creative first. Somerset mom would get up like what, four in the morning and he'd write before he'd start his day. A lot of them. But you, that. you're like, I like to knock out my day and all the to-do list and all that oh, stuff yeah. and then do get it. Get all the fun stuff done going to see. Well, I say that it's all fun really. I mean, it, well, and, and I'm very, I, I know Here's one of the things that I wanted to tell people. Okay. Like my teaching moment here. Like sure. Younger. Yeah, give us some you were, lessons. We were talking about younger yeah. people and what would I say to younger people? Yeah. Know yourself. Know what makes you excited and and crazy and and want to do something. You know, and and if you know yourself, then you'll you're gonna know when you're gonna want to do something. But I'm I'm I have a very changeable personality. You know, like today I'll want to do this, and then tomorrow, you know, I'll be in a different mood and I'll want to do something else. So sometimes, on certain days, I'll be working on this project, and then the next day I know that I'm gonna be working on this project. So, you know, I keep a bunch of different stuff going at the same time. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay, I have a, I have a handful of random. <laughs> Okay. Ooh, random. I love random. Um, <laughs> oh, and I wanted to say one other thing. I was talking about pleasing people a while yeah. ago. I want to please myself, too. And you really need to please yourself first. What What does that mean? <clears throat> when you're doing something. Like, you know. You, meaning doing things you, you, you like to do? Yeah, something that I'm interested in. Like if someone calls me up and says, oh, I want you to do this portrait of my pet parakeet and you know i don't like the way the parakeet looks you know i'm not gonna do that yeah you'll, you'll you, say you don't do that anymore those dang parakeets 
<laughs> have, you ever, have you ever made anybody mad? Because you're like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm sure. I'm sure I've made somebody mad. I think I made somebody mad last year because I didn't get it done on time or something. Um, yeah, but I mean, what I'm saying is, is that you really, you really have to please yourself first. You've got to be happy with the quality of work that you've put out before you give it to someone else. But I really do want to make other people happy too. Mm-hmm. And I put them before myself a while ago, and I didn't. I just wanted to. So was there a correct point, that? Was there a point where you're like, um, <clears throat> I'm going to be my own self? Like, did you struggle with that? I don't think I've ever not been able to be my okay. own self. Yeah, because I, I wrote down a few of these statements and kind of like many <clears throat> lessons you've kind of brought up. But, okay. I mean, being positive and paving, paving away, pave, <laughs> paving it right. We talked about that. Knowing yourself, uh, pleasing yourself first, standing up for yourself, you mentioned. Um, do things that bring you joy, like those those things. You There's several of these things that are uh, it, all in a selfless way. You're, you're doing all of these things. You're Those things by <clears throat> themselves sound selfish, right? But they're not. They're It's for yourself so you can then go be selfish so you can then go be a teacher so you then can go be do something for, good for someone else um and that's what i was going to ask is there a moment where you were like these are all like these life lessons where do you feel like there was ever a time where you didn't do that like in your in your career where you were like man i didn't i used to not stand up for myself i used to Oh. do things that made me unhappy. I used to yeah. say yes to things where I shouldn't <laughs> yeah. have. It was there, there's there a moment where that changed where you're like, you know what? It's over. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm changing. Or was it just kind of a culmination and a growth over a season or a period of time? Well, that's the other thing about knowing yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had lots of different periods in my life where I've gone in different directions or life will kind of move you into a different direction. Mm-hmm. And and it's your response to that that you've really got to pay attention to. So you feel like it was like a, a growth kind of over a mm-hmm. long period of time. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, let's talk about Fort Worth a little bit. Okay. Have you always been in Fort Worth your whole career? Did you move away at all ever? I didn't. You never did. And th- That's the other thing I know about myself. I'm it, a homebody. Okay. Big time homebody, and, and and I really hate I hate getting from point A to point B, but I love being in point B. Okay, I, I mean, uh, my husband and I traveled a whole lot. Yeah, and um, and I used to travel by myself, but then when I found out how much more fun it was to go with somebody, <laughs> you know, that kind of changed that a lot. But but uh, I mean, I'm sure there were like more opportunities in New York or San Francisco or. And you just, you're like, well, I'm a homebody. My mother was, uh, when I was 17 or 18, my good friend in high school moved to New York and Mm. he wanted me to come up there. And my mother kind of locked me in the closet until the plane took off. Oh, really? (laughs) She didn't want me to go. So it was like, okay. It was just easier to stay here. Yeah. It was easier because I was so busy. I mean, yeah. I was working. I mean, I have worked my whole life. Yeah. You've always worked hard. We, really? Uh, in, in my mind, you were, and, and correct me if I'm wrong in saying this, but you, you were probably one of the first, or if not first, the most, like just, just really successful artist in Fort, in Fort Worth. Is that not true? Uh, well, would you say it's true? Like, like I, I feel like you, you kind of showed local artists 
that you can live here in the city and make great art and make a good living doing it and mm. influence, you know. And see, I never set out to actually do that for other people. I mean, yeah. I was just doing what I was doing. But you just... And, and I can't think I can't think of any other... Uh, well, no, that's not true either. Uh, Julie Bosey um, is a... Fe- I was, I'm trying to divide it up gender-wise mm-hmm. because most of the people that I hung out with were men. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was very aware that I wasn't in the man's club. Okay. <clears throat> But but are you talking about monetarily successful no, no, or just, just successful su- su- and success and monetary or, or fa- just people notoriety? notoriety. Oh, notoriety. Well, you know. I'm a really good um, story, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. yeah. I don't. I don't know why people do that, but they they always want my story. Yeah, but but, and but I love it that you asked me today too. But do you, but a part of like I, I think it's neat that you stayed in Fort Worth that you like that I stayed in Fort yeah, Worth. Yeah, you stayed stayed here. I think you kind God, of pay- Fort Worth has got such an incredible history though. It does, and that's that's the one thing that I want um, younger people who are being artists here in town. I want them to know about the history of Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Like just the other day. Um, Someone was talking about – they had their watercolors on Instagram or something, and, and I introduced her to Stuart and Scott Gentling, who I kind of grew up with, and um, showed her their work at, at the Amon Carter. Like and the she famous was just birds. Blown and, away. Yeah. and it's like, you know, I really miss those guys. I mean – You grew up with them? Well, they were older than okay. I was. They were, um, they were 32, and I was – they were twice my age. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, we kind of ran around together, and and I knew them, and um, well, I don't know if I was the most successful, but uh, I, I, I don't, mean, maybe I, not most, but but I, I feel like you, on some level, made it a made Fort Worth a a, a place like you can be an artist, you know. Yeah. Like, I, well, it's because I didn't believe all that other stuff yeah. that you said. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, because it is where you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the Internet should show that to everybody. I mean, you can, you know, you can get anything you want. I mean, used to it would be, oh, you need to move to L.A. because mm-hmm. you can get anything you want there. Yeah. But you can get anything you want anywhere now. Yeah, the internet has changed it. It's changed everything. And that's yeah. that's, that's actually one of my one of my questions is <laughs> is so, social media. Uh-huh. You're very like social media savvy. God. What's interesting? You're not a self promoter. Like you're not you're not self promotiony at all. I do sometimes. Yeah, but not like. It's embarrassing. You, God, you're, it's you're, so embarrassing. You're an introvert. <laughs> even, even in this conversation, you're, you're not like... A, well, and um, what I said a minute ago about people wanting to know my stories, yeah. I was trying to say I'm a human interest story. That's what I was told. <laughs> One time someone told me, you're a good human interest story. And I thought, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're, but uh, social media, like you're, you're, you're active on social media. Like you're, you're, you're very like well, social media. Well, but I media. live alone now. Yeah. And I have cats. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have a lot of time. Well, I don't have a lot of time. But then if I want to feel connected. Yeah. And it's an easy way to feel connected. You know, mm-hmm. one of the things about 2020, I thought you were going to ask me about 2020. It's, it's on my list. I have. Oh, I have, OK. Yeah. I'm sorry. But we can talk about oh. it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's neat what you did with social media in 2020. I know. It, it just turned into something that was so cool. And I ended up, uh, I don't know if showcasing is the right t- thing. T- tell, I, tell people what you did. 
Well, if they don't know what you did, you don't know what she did. You know, no. during no. 2020, it was, you know, for like a week, I was scared out of my mind. It was like, you know, the end of the world, mm-hmm. right? I've never lived through a pa- Well, that's not true. I have lived through a pandemic, but not like it was this time. Yeah. Not like we were locked in our houses. But, um, I, you know, I felt I, I started thinking about when I lived alone when I was younger, when I was I think I lived alone for the first time when I was about 18. And I thought, God, what would I do if I was stuck in my house and nobody was calling me and I didn't have any money to eat? And so I thought, well, you know, I should help these other people out who are kind of in that situation and that's kind of younger than me. And and I have all these people that are on Facebook because, you know, Bob was pretty gregarious. He was a really gregarious guy and he knew practically everybody in town. And I had all these people in my contacts. And so I just thought, I'm just going to showcase my friends. And so I started with the people that I know really well mm-hmm. and that I've worked with. And then I started thinking about all the openings. My criteria was, was that I'd either knew them we were good friends or that i'd met them at some opening somewhere mm-hmm. or i was at least in the room with them uh-huh. right? yeah. and so i started thinking about all the openings i've been to a million and um and then just started thinking about all the people i knew and i started doing a little research and it was really fun to find out more about their work on the internet and then and then there's a lot of people who have died and and I've showcased them too that I knew and but but for 360 every single day start, it was start. every day in 2020 but then it, it grew after that I did 490 artists she featured them every, on her social media so and she, that was mostly in Fort Worth yeah. 490 artists it was right? really cool it, but you you have a big following a lot of people follow you on Facebook and I'm Instagram. a good human interest You're story. Good hum- <laughs> but instead of making it about you, you were like, I'm going to I'm gonna use my platform to highlight and feature other artists. I got really excited when, it was cool. when I would show very someone selfless. that I really liked a whole lot, too. I mean, like their work. I mean, there were a lot of people that, you know, I just knew nominally, you know, just had maybe met them or seen mm. them. And uh, I, I put them in there, too. But I... I'd come across, uh, you know, like this cachet on Instagram. If they were on Instagram, it was made in the shade. Yeah. You know, I had all these images I could put on there. And I was really excited to show everybody. And um, most of the time I was right. And I think that people enjoyed it because they really needed that outlet, you mm-hmm. know. And they kind of, they were sick of the politics. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they couldn't go to museums. They couldn't go and look at anything. So I was really, I was putting all that out there for everybody. And I was, it was, it was a really great thing to do. I mean, that's for really me, special. Yeah. I mean, I was having fun doing. Yeah, it, so. but again, I think that's like highlighting the Fort Worth community, making art. Yeah, good and, and, and there's safe. still there's still ten or eleven people that I didn't do uh-huh. and I should have done. And then there were a, a lot of people who were older who didn't have anything on the internet, mm. and so I'd have to call people and see if they'd send me it something. was cool yeah. I, I kudos Thank to you. You. I, you have a big following on there because one i think you're good at telling your story and showing what, what you're doing human interest human interest and then two <laughs> I, I think there's a there's a selfless component of it and it was neat seeing you use your platform to kind of you know highlight and bring the community well, together pretty much everybody was doing that and i was glad that i could figure something out you know mm-hmm. and i try to sell some things for people and i also ended up um 
the younger people who would let me pay stuff out, I, I bought several pieces. So oh, you did? I was really excited about it. You that. bought some pieces yeah. of other people's Oh, art. yeah. I've been oh, collecting so. mostly Fort Worth people for ever. Really? Yeah, <laughs> long time. I read somewhere that you don't own or display any of your own art in your house. Who tells you that? Is that a true story? Who tells you that? I read it somewhere. <laughs> Man, where did you get all this stuff? Is that true? Is that true or false? Well, that is, yeah. You don't have any of your own art in your whole house. Uh, well, you know, I think, <laughs> I think if you do, you're missing the point. Really? What do you, why? Explain that. Explain that. If I had your paintings, I'd be like, heck yeah. I want to put one up. Yeah, Maybe but it would couple. be my painting. It wouldn't be your painting. I mean, you might own it, but <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be something that you might. I don't know. I think that when I create something, it's kind of like having a baby. Mm-hmm. And I'm putting it out there in the world. And I really, you know. And you're like kicking it out the door. It's it's easier to take Teenager. care of other people's <laughs> stuff, you know. Yeah. And, and my stuff, you know, I've just got like the, like the 500 watercolors that I did. You know, what the hell am I going to do with them? I, you know, I, I ended up selling them all. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, they need to go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't know how to explain that. It's like. Once you do it, it's like you still need to best that. You don't need to be looking at your own work going, oh, look how fabulous that is. You need to be saying to yourself, you know, I could have done this better or I could have done this better. Wow. Do you have Next a, time do you have I'm a favorite a favorite painting or piece that you've ever done? Mm. I have a favorite ceramic piece that I did, but I, you know, that's just like movies and music. I mean, how do you say, oh, my favorite song? It'd be your favorite song of the day, maybe. Yeah, it's yeah. normally your newest one. Yeah, you're, you're like the latest thing. But there's thing some that, that I'm like, I'm really proud of this. I love, like, mm. you don't have a favorite? The ceramics I really loved doing. There were some little monkeys that I did that were really fun. I remember seeing some like fish or something or like. Fish? I did a ton of fish. <laughs> So the ceramics you you would hang on your wall, maybe? Uh, before a show, because I didn't want anybody to step on them. <laughs> no, Jamie, just get it out of your okay, mind. I'm, She's not putting I'm it up. It. Can, can I tell you my favorite painting of yours? Yeah, like, I'd love is, to hear that. There's, there's this, I don't remember what it's called. You, you'll, you'll know. It's these two really old men oh, in like a Dairy Queen the or Dairy something. Queen. DQ the Dairy Queen. DQ and something. Queen now that's a good story. Can I, I say, yes. do we have enough time What's to tell you What's the pen called? That? DQ and... It's called DQ and Dominoes. DQ and Dominoes. Okay, now they were not at a Dairy Queen. They weren't? Okay. They weren't. They were at a gas station. Okay. And Bob and I had stopped for gas and I went in and um, came right back out. I, I used the facilities and came back and I was sitting in the car and I'd seen these men sitting there, and my heart was just, like, pounding. And it was like, you know, like when you're hyperventilating and you're going, oh, my God. And Because they were so cool? They were so cool. Yeah. And it, they looked like my grandparents, yeah. you know. And so I thought, I've got to go back in there. And it was, it was not uh, – it was before I had started really taking pictures of people that I didn't know, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> and I – and I was really nervous, and I went back in there, and so I just started talking to them, and I didn't tell them I was taking their picture until after I had, uh-huh. because I didn't want them to say no. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, and so I thought this is great, you know. And about a year later, I did the painting, and I realized that, um, you know, dairy, the Dairy Queens in Texas, you know, they're they're tearing down all the old yep. ones, like they tore down the one across from Dickies. Yeah. I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> Yeah. Couldn't believe they did that. Anyway, 
I thought, well, I'm going to put them in a Dairy Queen because I, you know. Kind of an ode to, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And so I put them in there and I painted it. And about a year later, I get this phone call from a girl in Dallas. And she said, where'd you take that image? And Mm -hmm. I said, I was in Claude, Texas. Uh And we were going to, we'd gone through Amarillo and we were turning north to go to Colorado and so she said, well, that's my Uncle John. And I said, oh, really? You know, this is great. And, uh-huh. and, and then I found out that he had just passed away. Oh, wow. And so I got to know her. And she told me the story about those two men. They were high school buddies, and they'd lived in Claude, Texas their whole life. And he owned like 6,000 acres of land. Oh, and they gosh. were just, they would go there and have coffee every day and talk. And come to find out... The movie HUD was made in Claude, Texas. Have you ever seen HUD mm. with Paul Newman? No, I'm, I'm not familiar with it. Well, it's it was a big deal back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was in the very first scene of the movie. He's If you ever see the movie, he's driving the pickup truck that brings the... Either the cousin, I think it's the the little brother of Paul Newman into town. And he has the first line in the movie. And so he was a big deal. And he got movie royalties his whole life from that movie. And I just thought that was so funny. And I was really sad that I didn't get to know him. And I was really sad I didn't meet him. I didn't find out his name or anything. I just took his picture and thanked him and left. Yeah. That's cool. That's a cool story. But, yeah, I think they're really iconic. You know, I wanted to capture that old Texas. Like it's going away. You did. I I felt that. Because you, we've all, like, I remember going hunting with my dad driving through these little towns or going, my grandparents live in Santa Fe, so we'd always drive through all these. Oh, really? All these towns. Okay, that's why you have the house there now. Yeah. Right? But but you go through these little towns and you go to the gas stations. I was like, old, these old men just hanging out, drinking, like, so it, it, there's an, there's a, uh, you capture an element and a feeling that I, I think there's some nostalgia there for sure. Mm hmm. Um, and that's your favorite painting. Thank I think you. it's one of my. Thank think, you so we much. We talked about it before. I think this. That's probably my favorite one. Yeah. Thank you. The, the the like the one with the queen. Is that really like? Did you cat like actually take that picture, or was that like? Uh, well, no, I haven't met the queen. Okay, I was wondering <laughs> about that. Yeah. <laughs> but she okay. Now the guy that's in the painting with her uh-huh. was the director, the interim director at the Kimball for okay. a while, and he was a friend of mine. And he was always telling all of my friends how he wanted me to do a painting of him, uh-huh. and it was like. So I finally felt did. Pressured. I felt a little pressured. And he was English, or he is English. Uh-huh. And um, so I just threw the queen in there with him. And, <laughs> and uh, I just thought it would be fun to do that crown. Uh-huh. I'd always wanted to do that crown, and yeah. I couldn't figure out how to do it. So he gave me that entry into that painting. I bet he was flattered. It's a funny painting. Well, he had a friend who was worked in the castle or something uh-huh. <laughs> we're in buckingham palace or whatever and he said that he showed her that image oh really so oh, she wow. saw it but you know that's cool she didn't say anything did you ever have <laughs> like you've you've done these exhibits all over the world uh-huh. were there, was there any like any one that was like super memorable or like man this oh, is oh they all yeah they all one were that was i like, mean this. i mean that was the first time i went to europe yeah was um when I did a show in Germany uh, through Sister Cities here in mm-hmm. Fort Worth, mm-hmm. Trier, we were in Trier. Okay. And Sister Cities is a, another great institution in Fort Worth. It is. They just had their yeah. big old, big old event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So were you like in Germany, like this is, I'm, I'm 
traveling the world now because it of my art. It was pretty fabulous, yeah. Did you soak did you soak it in and Yeah. And took a ton of thousand million <laughs> pictures. pictures. Yeah. I got to go back to Germany um two two more times after that. Okay. Yeah. That's... And if you've never been, you need to go. I've never been. I've never been. We need to go. Um tell me about the glasses. Your glasses. My glasses? Well, you always have different glasses. and you're, you, it's, it's just something to do. <laughs> but it, can you tell, like, you've always had these, that's that's sort of your thing. That's sort of your... It was another one of those things that I said to myself when I was a kid. I, I used to say, I, I, if, in fourth grade is when I found out that I needed glasses. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I knew before that. And I really just have astigmatism. Mm-hmm. So I can really see if my eyes were a different shape. But... Um, uh, I said to myself, I'd love to have a, pair, a different pair every day of the year because you have a different outfit every day of the uh-huh. year. You got to have a different pair of so glasses. So you have a different pair for every day? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's so awesome. But, that, that's like, but your eyes change all the time too. And, yeah. and you get used to wearing one pair and then you put on an old pair and it feels weird and uh-huh. you can't see very well. And, uh, but yeah. they look good. That's hysterical. They're just fun. <clears throat> I got some... I got some uh, Lightning around questions. Okay, oh, okay. I love those. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. What have you ever had a painting where you like messed up completely? Oh, yeah. Where you like I I can't, I can't do any. I can't fix it. Uh huh. You ever like poked a hole I've, in it? I've or never something? thrown anything away though, and I I have a lot of friends who throw stuff away. Okay, that's and what then, I was gonna. And then I have other friends who come by and they dig stuff out of the the garbage, and it's like, oh man, look at this. Fabulous thing. Like Dan, he he found one of Vernon Fisher's paintings in the trash one time and it's like the most fabulous painting you've ever seen. And I every day when I or every time I look at it, I think, why didn't I see it in the trash? Uh Because it's it's really a great painting. Um I never threw anything away. Um, I'd give it away before I threw it away. I just you know, I just I'd feel bad because I spent a lot of time on it. But you just, it's like, is it, whenever you mess up on something, is it like literally like one stroke and you're like, oh my gosh. No. I can't. No. And I paint really slowly to keep that happening. Okay. Because, yeah, I don't want that happening. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't like wasting time. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever made anybody mad? Like taking their picture. Always. Every day I make people (laughs) mad. Like painting them or (laughs) capturing their picture. Yeah. Yeah, they're still pissed off at me. Really? Can I say that on camera? Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody the other night didn't want me to take their picture. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. fine. I'll delete it. <laughs> Just yeah. be like, that way. Do you, do you know who I am? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God, don't ever. I don't. Say I could that. never picture you saying that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, here's a question for the the parents with Don't young. Don't you know that old joke about the guy who's he comes up to the the counter at the airport and there's a big long line and he goes up to the the woman behind the counter and he says. I have to go now. And and she says, well, you're going to have to wait in line. And he said, well, don't you know who I am? And so she gets on the mic and says, uh, ladies and gentlemen, does anybody know who this man is? <laughs> because he needs help. That's awesome. <laughs> well, and I didn't tell it as, better, as, as I could, I like but that's that. an old joke. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> okay. So for every parent with younger kids uh-huh. uh, or, I mean, you know, four or five, but even up to like 12, uh-huh. like... What would you say is a good way to encourage them, like give them advice or like... Are you talking about your children? Well, maybe, possibly. I mean, but I I mean, for a parent that doesn't, 
is not artistic, so to speak, or didn't. He's talking about himself, right? Yeah, now. I'm talking about myself. <laughs> I'm really doing it for. I'm saying this for everyone, but it's really just for me. It's like okay. to encourage them to like, Your kids, you know, yeah. are you just they want to explore with something? What's the best advice you can give to parents? Like, oh, the parents. Yeah, to oh. the parents, not the kids, because well, not you know, to be so hard about, you know. Uh, what did my parents say? My parents would let me get away with anything. You know, like one time I did this big, huge project. It was like paper mache. And my mother just let me take over the living room. Mm-hmm. Well, that's know, cool. You know, and all of her fern- nice furniture was there. And, and I tried to be respectful. But, you know, I thought back about that. No, you kind of make a mess. Yeah. And, and really, <clears throat> I mean, life is a mess, right? Yeah. <laughs> and And don't be so particular about. You know, keeping the floor clean or, you know, if they, if they do something that's like that, it's like, you know, they're, they're experimenting or whatever. Um, I, you know, ask them what they want because most of the time by the time they're 10 or 12, they, you know, they've got things going. And actually, you know, after the age of six months. You're out of the scene anyway. <laughs> I mean, you're just a vehicle to get them into this world. You know that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't own them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you know, whenever we're doing like projects, you know, for school, uh-huh. and then the, like they they have an idea of what they want to do, and mm-hmm. you're like, then they start going, and you're like, as a parent, you're like looking at it, and you're like, mm, I know this is, I don't know if this is going to get you an A. But you did it, but like, right. you know, and then, so I always have a feeling I'm like, I need to maybe help them with this, but I'm kind of just like, right. okay, let's just let them do it. So you're saying just let them go for it. Yeah. You have to, like when I do a portrait of a child, mm-hmm. you know, and the woman or the, the parents, they want a specific outfit on, or they yeah. want a specific hairdo, or they want a specific way for that child to look. Yeah. I always try to get them to listen to the child. Huh. And do what the kid wants. Yeah. Because he's going to love it more. He's going to be more relaxed. You know, maybe once in a while that the child would go, God, why didn't you put me in a better looking outfit or something? I yeah. don't know. But, yeah. but I mean, you want the child's input. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So some. I think the- you're doing the right thing. I just let them roll with it. Most yeah. Of the time. yeah, you sound like a great dad. You're I think it's good advice. Them. I get stressed. I li- I'm a clean freak. I'm kind of yeah. OCD. And so I get like stressed out with right. messes. And so speaking, you're like, just let him make a mess. <laughs> Paper mache. <laughs> well, just, just for just for a while. Yeah. I know. Until I know. until I mean, you can have limitations and yeah. you can have boundaries. I mean, you need to have some boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. But you really have to like, yeah, let them let them explore. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because they're going to anyway. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. Okay. Here's a random question for you. Okay. If you had $20 million, a lot of money, to just, that you could only spend on art, you couldn't like go give it away or buy something. Like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. You had, you had, you could buy any art out there, like any paint, like a Van Gogh or something. Uh-huh. What would you buy? God, I'd still want that thing out of the trash. <laughs> I would. I mean, it was fabulous. Um, what would I buy? Uh-huh. I mean, who, who do I like that's blue chip? Is that what you're asking? Or just me? like it, it could be five dollars. Like all of us if, if here in Fort Worth. But it, I mean, it, it is. The, is there like I'm obsessed with this painting. It's one of my favorite. Oh, 
paintings ever or, or painting. sculptures or wow. a piece that really spoke to you that like, man, if I could own that and hang it on my wall, it would. Oh, oh, I see me. what you're saying. Um, there was a Picasso in New York one time that made literally made my knees buckle. Hmm. And it was a painting of one of his dealers. And I can't remember the name of it, but it was at the uh, I think it was at the Met. It was either at the Met or the Modern Art Museum. I, I think I would love an, an Andy Warhol. You have a favorite Andy Warhol? Oh, man. Uh, well, I love Marilyn. Uh -huh. I love all those Marilyns. Um, um, you know, I, I think it would be better to um, to buy local. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm always telling people to buy local. Mm -hmm. And um, Again, putting yeah. Fort Worth art on the map. Oh, yep. yeah. Well, why not? I mean, you know, everybody else has got their stuff, and, who, who, and we really need we really need more patronage in this town, mm -hmm. and, and that's still at the bottom of everything that needs to be done here. Mm -hmm. I mean, it needs you know, New York they patronize their artists there, L.A. and you know, I I don't know about Dallas so much, but I, you know, I hope they do. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Who are some of your favorite? Up and coming Fort Worth artist. Ooh, um, let's see. Uh, I bought a piece the other day. Got I've got to go back and look at his name. I can't remember his name. There's so many. Uh -huh. um, I really like uh, Jay Wilkinson. Yeah, he's so talented. He's a killer and so painter. cool. He's so cool. Killer painter. Uh, who else would I get? I still love Dan's work. His stuff's a really lot. Cool. Mm-hmm. And now he makes me buy stuff. <laughs> I used to just get it, you know. It would just fall into my hands. Um, who else? Let me think. Oh, gosh. And I, I, I wanted to have a list of people. Um, I'm sorry. I'm drawing a blank. That's okay. You can go back on social media. Okay. Highlight them again. Okay. Um, did Andy Warhol kind of influence you? Well, very bright. I was really sad that I didn't go to New York and stay with my friend because he got to be good friends with him. No and, way. Um, and he was, so, you know, everybody said what a great guy he was. And yes, Andy was a big, big influence on me. Mm -hmm. He was. And, and I was I was probably 11 or 12 when I first found out about him. I was mm -hmm. sort of at that pivotal age that I needed influential influential age yeah am i talking you're good now? you're good any any other artists that influenced you a lot Rauschenberg, um uh ed Rocher, i loved a whole lot um god oh caravaggio michelangelo Bruegel, um velasquez uh, vermeer you name it i mm -hmm. mean yeah i mean i still look at everything and, and try to be influenced mm -hmm. and and I don't get to go to museums as much as I I should mm -hmm. um, I went to the Milton Avery show the other day that's a really good show and the show of Stuart and Scott's work at the Amon Carter is mm -hmm. unbelievable and the Turner show that's going on at the Kimball right now will blow your socks off oh really oh god yes mm -hmm. you've got to go see that um I get excited about all of it. Yeah. I do. And, uh, you know, I used to think to myself when I, we were, this was another thought I had when I was a kid. We'd be going to my grandmother's house and I would, 
I would just see stuff on the side of the road and I'd try to figure out how to make art out of it just in my head, you know. I just thought about it all the time. And I think maybe that's why I was so self-driven. Driven, that's the word I was driven. trying to think uh-huh. of. You, you have to have drive. You yeah. have to have self, yeah, starting. You've got to do that if you're going to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Because nobody else is doing it. Yeah. It's all in your head. Yeah. Right? You're, you're in control of it. Yeah. So I got, I got one last question. Okay. Is, is what's next? So you've done um, all these amazing things. Yeah. Jamie listed off, yeah. you know, very was, first of the show. What What is... You is know what I'm going to do? Yeah. I'm going to let the universe surprise me a little bit. There we bit. go. I really do want to do that because, you know, my, my thinking is limited. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm just a person. And, um, yeah, I want lightning to strike. And you're waiting for it. Sure. It seems like you've that you've you've had that sort of philosophy for a while. Of just let's let's see what happens. Yeah, to to a big extent. I mean, I would like to go back to school. I think maybe all of us need to go back to school. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I'm just going to keep on doing these podcasts and call it the School of Life. I just okay. listen to the, everybody here. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but it's a great way to meet people. And mm-hmm. um, would you really go back to school? I really want to. Can you imagine to. being her like, art teacher <laughs> and <you're> like, <laughs> or something? Golly. I've got a lot to uh, learn. I mean, uh, yeah, everybody everybody should still have something else to learn. Yeah, I agree with yeah. that. I'm obsessed with I'm obsessed with learning. I read and like the reason we're doing this is because I want to learn. Like yeah. it's learning is a beautiful thing. And how did you decide to do this? I mean, I because I, I wanted to, <laughs> one. I wanted to to highlights of people doing neat things like yourself and okay. two like you learn by either making mistakes or by being in proximity to people who have gone ahead of you and before you and so don't this, you think that last one is the best way to do it is you pay attention sa- to what other people yeah. are doing it saves you the heartache oh god so part of this it? was like can how do i get other people who might who who would never get to meet nancy lamb or have a like they now get proximity to you and get to hear some of your lessons and, and your philosophies and your thoughts. And they might never get that chance. So a big part of this was there are people in Fort Worth that have so much wisdom to give. Can we give people a glimpse of that? You know, mm, and okay. so you, which is what you're doing. This is why I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Thank I, you. I, I have two, two final questions okay. for you. The, the, the first is advice to a young up-and-coming artist who's like try, who's trying to do it professionally not 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 a kid but like someone who's like i i want to do this for my career what, what advice would you give to some kind of well like i said a while ago um a while ago a while ago can you tell where i'm from <laughs> um is that you really you have to believe in yourself okay and you really have to you know you were saying a minute ago that i wouldn't say you know i'm good mm-hmm. but you have to you have to know that you're pretty good on the inside i mean like when i step back away from some things and i think that's pretty good i did pretty good this time mm-hmm. i still see how i could be better but you've got to believe in yourself you've got to know yourself i think that's the most important thing i mean it's taken me forever to figure myself out okay so you know i just I used to have these people when I was younger. Well, the friend in New York who moved away, he'd say, 
why do you do these things? <laughs> why do you say these things? Just like what you're saying, right? Mm. And it's taken me a long time to figure that out. And hopefully people are paying attention. You have to pay attention and know what you want to do, know what your strengths are, mm -hmm. know what you like, and pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and find a really good teacher. That's find somebody good. who believes in you. Yeah. And don't say no. I mean, do the Winston Churchill thing. Never give up. Don't say no, even if it's a jackalope. Well, that, <laughs> take those risks. Listen, yeah. I did have a lot of people who would call me up and they'd say, can you find me a job? And yeah. so I'd say, well, sure, I can find you a job. And so I'd find them something and they wouldn't want to do it. Yeah. And it would be like, what do you mean you don't want to do it? Mm -hmm. Figure out how to do it. I didn't know how to do the jackalope. Yeah, you took the risk, though. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, okay, final final question for you is just what what do you want or envision your 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 legacy? Like, what is legacy? Oh, what does legacy mean to you? Uh, nothing. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> or maybe it is. Well, I mean, do you care about legacy? Do you think about that? Well, I like to think that I've piled up a lot of work, you know, and that somebody will take care of it down the road because I'm not going to be around, mm. you know. Um, but, oh, legacy. What are you most proud of? You know, that changes all the time. Yeah. Yeah, what I'm most proud of. Yeah, what are some, what are some highlights that you're proud of? I'm proud that I, I made it this far, I think. Just... In, in your career? In life? In life. Okay. Still, like you're still living. Like you're still, still just, alive. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, what, 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 what about teaching? Like, Oh, see, everybody tells me I need to go teach again. No, no, no. But what, like, you're proud know. of that, right? Oh. It's a legacy of all the yeah. students. All the kids? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. When I look at it that way, yeah. I love <laughs> having them come up to me and they'll, they'll have their grandkids with them. And it's like, holy cow, a lot of time has passed, you know. But And they do, they, they remember you. That's heartwarming. Yeah. I yeah. Love that. Of course. Okay. Of course. If that's a legacy, that's, totally that's legacy. great. That's something that I feel like I'm like, you should be proud of this. You know, I'm like telling you. But, okay. but I, I think that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, well, think about how you. many impact, like lives you've impacted through that. I mean, and we were talking about this some before this, so that's why I'm bringing it up. But, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like it you, was fun. And, and the museum, I mean, I, I was heartbroken when they had to tear the old one yeah. down because mm -hmm. it had secret passages in it. Oh, wow. And it had secret rooms in it. And oh. it had, it was, it was magical. Mm hmm and we got to stay there overnight sometimes. <laughs> and we'd get, like, in experimental art, we'd get to go upstairs into the the exhibits and uh -huh. draw the exhibits, you know. And it would be, you know, like this time of year, it'd be dark, you know, at 6 o'clock. And that's the time we'd be there. So it would be nighttime, and we'd be in the museum. And it was just like, it was just like the way I feel about the zoo, too. I'd love to live in the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> imagine being there at night with all the animals. Oh, yeah, oh man. I've had those same thoughts. That's kind of the way the museum was. It yeah. was magical. That's cool. So, thank you. That's really sweet of you. Well, I, I feel like you've left a big legacy in forward just on the art. Really? Pe the people you've, you've taught and shaped, but just, you know. I'm I, always telling people, though, you know, all these kids that are doing all these murals now, you know, they're putting murals everywhere. Yeah. Well, I did about 
six or seven murals, and most of them are gone. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's the way I feel about the legacy thing. It's like, it's you know, nothing lasts forever. Nothing lasts, but you've inspired but, a lot of people. I hope so. I, I think you've so. inspired a lot of people. That's nice yeah. of you to say that. Yeah. Thank you. Well, th this was... A treat. This was a delightful conversation. You were you were delightful. Mm -hmm. I feel like this was just a fun conversation. That's because we prepaved. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's tr that's yeah. true. But but I think just your your spirit of creativity is really really like because you're not fabricating anything. It's it's true. It's truly authentic. It's like you're really you're looking for something beautiful. And then the spirit of humility is Don't really Don't you neat. think everybody should? I think everybody should. I mean, everybody yeah. does. I know. know. Isn't but, that, it's tragic people that they don't get to experience yeah. that. Mm -hmm. And I know that they can. They yeah. could. They'd listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, and your, your, your humility with that is neat. Like, <laughs> uh, well... <laughs> That's a fun I want way to I want people to experience beauty. Yeah. Because it's everything to me. And but I mean beauty is different to every person. Mm -hmm. So but I and I hope I hope for them in their life that they get to experience that. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks for sharing sharing that with us. <laughs> you you've given people you given a lot of people a taste of that. Okay. And so thank you. That's part of your. Thank limousine. you guys for having me. You guys yeah. are great. Nancy, this, this was great. fun. Thank you very much. We are off. Thank you for listening, guys. Bye. I hope you enjoyed it. Go see all those shows I said about. Go the see all the Turner. shows. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fabulous. I like Congratulations, you made it all the way to the end. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Stories with Soul. If you enjoyed the interview and like what you heard, please help us out and share, subscribe, and like anywhere you listen to podcasts. When you share and subscribe, it is insanely helpful and allows us to keep producing new episodes. You can always join us directly in the studio by watching the video version on our website, 6thavstorytelling.com. Stories with Soul is brought to you by 6 Ave Storytelling, an organic marketing company building standout brands on the foundation of story. You're obsessed with your business and we want to make the world obsessed with it too. Thanks for listening. <laughs>